for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show in its new time, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez, accompanied by educator Lori Fisher and technical editor Kara Pace. And now, it's our moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien. I feel like I've been shot out of a cannon, but there you go. Uh, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Welcome to the Saturday, the reigning Saturday morning edition of Minds Over Matter. We hope you can spend the next hour with us. We look forward to that. This is our new time, and we are welcoming you to our new time. So please make the date with us. Uh, we have two phone numbers we would like to give you. One is 415-841-4134. That's 415-841-4134. Or toll-free. Yes, we still have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. We'll be covering current events, movies, history, literature, geography, television, radio. We've been on for about 29 years. If you're not familiar with us, I don't know why you're not familiar with us, but if you're not, we have been on for about 29 years, so we predate any other quiz show in the Bay Area. Uh, and we would like you to become uh, a new member for us. So please join. Please join our show. We would love to have you uh, on. So we will be giving out questions to you. And uh, you can call with a question of your own or an answer to one of our questions. So again, 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. If you'd like to email us with an answer during the show, you can do that. We'd prefer you call, but if you can't get through, by all means, send an email. That email is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R. M-A-T-T-E-R-1, that is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear us in live stream, that is at kalw.org. And if you'd like to listen to the podcast after the show, that will be up at kalw.org and many, many other places, but start with KALW. I'm sure they would appreciate that. All right, so we're going to start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And... Here is the first. Kira Pace has heard of 10 in the morning on a Saturday. Of course, she just thought it was a story adults told to scare <laughs> children into behaving. And it worked. Yeah. Until uh, now. I'm, I'm not impressed. Uh, Lori Fisher is delighted to discover that the Minds Over Matter team, Dana, Kira, Damian, and especially our listening audience, are even better looking at 10 a.m. Saturday than at 5 p.m. Sunday, something he did not think possible. He thinks it's great to see and welcome everyone at our new time. It is indeed. So welcome all old and new listeners. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, agreed with John Dunn that no man is an island until this week. All right. And we will begin the questioning with Kira Pace. All right. Uh, in honor of our move to Saturday morning, I've got a question for you about cartoons. Although uh, I will go ahead and uh, warn you that these are not necessarily Saturday morning cartoons. Um, I'm going to give you the name of a state. For each state, I want you to tell me the longest-running cartoon that is set there. In this case, 
longest running means most episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. These, these are all TV? Cartoons? Yes. Okay. They are all TV cartoons. So here we go with a list of states. The first one is Maine. The second one is New Jersey. The third is Texas. Fourth is Michigan. Fifth is Georgia. And sixth is Pennsylvania. So Maine, New Jersey, Texas, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. For each of those states, what is the longest running cartoon set there? So Dana, where is Bob's Burger set? Because I know that's one of Kira's shows. That is true. And I don't know. And I don't know where the Simpsons are set either. So I don't know. Well, I, don't, I know don't Bob's think... Burgers was kind of created. Yeah, like it's meant to kind of look like San Francisco. Like parts right? of the mission are represented in the uh, seaside town in Bob's Burgers. Having never seen it, that's a, I'm a dis- at a disadvantage. I have seen Bob's Burgers. The, the one that uh, I used to watch with my nephew, um, there was a show called Dino Squad, and that was that was set in Maine. Is that is that no really no, no not okay. Dino Squad more popular than Dino Squad huh? more popular than Dino Squad okay yeah. give the give the uh, question in the states once more sure uh, for each state you tell me the longest running cartoon that is set there and in this case longest running means most episodes okay and the states I've given are Maine New Jersey. Texas, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Hmm. All right. I don't so. know any of them. I will tell you, Lori, that your <laughs> logic is reasonably sound, although also it does happen to have a lot of episodes. So all right. All right. Reasonably sound is and yeah. Lori, it's your turn. All right. Well, I also wanted to pay uh, tribute to us being in the morning. And I was looking for films that evoke morning in their titles. So all the films we're going to talk about in a second have the word dawn or breakfast or morning or sunrise in them. There are six of them for which women have been nominated or won the Academy Award for Best Actress. So what six movies have there been nominations or wins for women for Best Actress in which the words dawn, sunrise, morning, breakfast, or similar words are in the title? And... um, I'll let you I'll let, let you get up to three total before we'll turn it over. Kira? No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Women have been nominated for Oscars for these? Yeah, nominated or won for Best Actress for movies in which the title contains the wor- words okay. like dawn, okay. sunrise, breakfast, morning. I think that's all of them. Was, uh, oh, I don't even remember her name now, which is terrible. So probably not. Uh, <laughs> Dana, Tequila Sunrise. The the lady who endured Marlon Brando in that. Tequila Sunrise. No, no, no. no. Probably no. not. And Brando wasn't in that. I don't not think. Brando. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like it's Mel Gibson, right? So, no, it's not Mel Gibson. Well, tequila Sunrise isn't in it. Yeah, in, you're right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I'm all, I'm sorry. It's, it's too early, early for me. All right. Well, Kira is thinking, let's see. What is Sunrise is Janet Gaynor of... Uh, for Sunrise, 1927, 28. Very, of course, you would get that one. Give yourself a bell. All right. And uh, now this is this may not be what you had in mind, but Rosalind Russell was nominated for her role in Eugene O'Neill's Morning Becomes Electra, which it's not morning as in early Correct. morning. 
It's morning as in you're morning for somebody. Yes, so I'm not coming. But it's morning. It's morning just the same. <laughs> well, it, it is not the kind of morning I'm looking for, so no bell on that one. Nice can, I, All right. can I go ahead and uh, redeem myself yeah. maybe with uh, Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany? You can, and you oh. do. Very good. Very good. All right. All right. Good what, got one more between you? We got two of them. There's a total of six. We'll leave it out. All right. Leave it out. Okay. And, very good. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Julie Delpy before sunrise, not nominated, at least according to my list. That's a good guess, though. Like yeah, that. that's a great guess, and uh, somebody can check me on that. Okay, all right, very good. All right, give the question once more, please. The question is, um, there have been six women nominated or who have won the Academy Award for Best Actress in a film with a title that includes a word like dawn, sunrise, breakfast, morning. Without a you, the kind of morning without a you, and we had Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany's and Janet Gaynor, I believe, the very first year in Sunrise, a song of two humans. We got those two. We're looking for four more. Okay, and Damien, let's go to a call. Good morning. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Uh, oh, hi. Good morning. I'm on the first. Yay! It's Sparky and Maddie in uh, Connecticut. How are you all doing? Yep. Hey. Hello, guys. Good morning. Yeah, good. All right. Good. Uh, well, I was thinking Sunrise at Campobello, but I don't think there was any actress. There was. Nominated. Who was it? Nope. Yeah, you're right. Who was it? Who played I, Eleanor Roosevelt? I'll let Dana take that. Uh, Ralph Bellamy. No, but this is women. Oh, Greer Garson played. Greer Garson for playing Eleanor Roosevelt. Give you each a half ah. a bell on that. Very good. Yay. All right, Kira. Uh, New Jersey. Is uh, are the Rugrats from New Jersey? They may have been, uh, but they're not the answer <laughs> no, to my no, question. Right. I think you need well, to tag team uh, Lorian for New Jersey. Nah. Nope. There you go. All right, yes. but Texas definitely has got to be king of the hill. Texas is king of the hill. Nice job. Yay. Yay. Going to Tom Landry Junior High School and selling all that Tom, propane. Yeah, Tom Landry Middle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's it. Uh, I think it'll be a good time. We won't have to worry about uh, late evening and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, have a right. good show, folks. We're Thank done. you, Sparky. Right. Appreciate that. Uh, I should say that uh, Eddie uh, also emailed saying that um, Texas was king of the hill. So he also says that New Jersey is family kind. New Jersey is not Family Guy. Uh, not I, I've basically given that to you since Lori kind of had it. New Jersey is Bob's Burgers. Yay. Okay. All right. Family Guy takes place in uh, in Rhode Island. Oh, In Cohog. Right. Cohog, Rhode Island. All right. And you were listening to Minds Over Matter. We are on every Saturday morning at 10 p.m. Or 10 a.m., I'm sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I'm used to the p.m. I'm afraid. Wish. 10 a.m., yes. And uh, we do hope you will join us. The two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Our panel today, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. All right, let me give you... A couple of questions here. The first is, what are the three best-selling science fiction English language 
books of all time. What are the three best-selling science fiction, English language books of all time? And, you know, novel, obviously, being science fiction. Uh, What are the three best-selling science fiction, English language novels of all time? And I'll give you each one guess here. Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I'm very impressed you got that. That's actually number one. Very good. Yes. Frankenstein is Excellent. indeed number one. I'm what running this by Kira. Two? Kira, do you think something like the time machine or is that not a bestseller enough? I was thinking old ones too. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible guess, but uh, you know, it's not like I, yeah, I have the numbers. I wouldn't run them by me. Yeah. How about War of the Worlds? An, an excellent guess, but no. All right. Not War of the Worlds. Okay. So again, what are the three best-selling science fiction novels, English language, of all time? Frankenstein is number one. What are the other two? And where is the only bed and breakfast in the United States purposefully located in the home of an accused murderer? <laughs> accused but not convicted? It's not the Jeffrey Dahmer bed and breakfast, by the way. So uh, what is the, yes, where is the only bed and breakfast in the United States, purposefully located in the home of an accused murderer. What about uh, is Lizzie Borden American? Lizzie Borden is American. Is she yes. the answer? Is it she Lizzie is the Borden's answer. answer? Oh, no. Where is it? Do you know where it is? Somewhere in New England, I I would guess. Yes, it's Fall River, Massachusetts. Very good. Yes, you got it. Good All right, I will give you. Since you got that, I will give you one more here. Um, what are the, okay, I think I'm going to recuse Kira from this. Um, what are the last two winners of the Academy Award for Best Picture to have the same amount of letters in their titles? As what? Oh, as each other? Yes, as each other. (laughs) Were the last two winners of the Academy Award for Best Picture to have the same amount of letters in their titles? I like that you recused me, even though like my first comment was to uh, confuse Tequila Sunrise and Last Tango in Paris. So, well, with you, it's more about the amount of letters rather than the name of the film necessarily. So, So can I quicker about that? You tell me if they're both one-word titles. They are both one-word titles. Yes. So, how about Avatar and Oliver? I think that's a reach for Oliver. Uh, no. (laughs) No. Do I have the right amount of letters? You're in in terms of the amount of letters? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so what are the last two winners of the Academy Award for Best Picture to have the same amount of letters in their titles? All right. All right. Well, I like my guess, even though it was wrong. Okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of the Matter. Tom and Debbie in Napa. Good morning. Hi, Tom. Good morning. I thought I was going to be the first one in. Oh, well. So I regularly collect items from the New York Times and have quite a pile. And at the end of the year, the Times ran uh, a bunch of snippets uh, from the year of factoids. And two of them were ones that I'd been saving up, and I decided this was the time to ask them that that was a sign. Um, They're pretty random. Um, One was uh, 
adult Americans, what percentage have criminal records? Of the general population, of everybody. Yeah, it's pretty close, actually. It's surprisingly high. Really? Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll be... start the bidding at 25%, and you can high-low me there. You can go a little higher. Wow. So this is can be absolutely for anything. Could be for jaywalking, in other words. You know, that's the part I did wonder about um, because th it is literally a sentence of about ten words. So it provides no <laughs> elaboration. It defines it strictly as criminal record. So you had to be convicted of something. Again, you know? it, that that seems a logical conclusion. Well, if you've been arrested, you have a criminal record, right? Right. Convicted or not. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go with, given your hint, 31%. Well, yes, basically. One in, one in three Americans, however one, however they're defining criminal record, apparently one in three Americans has a criminal record. Ooh. And that was a factoid for 2022 for some reason. Uh, really random. Um, can you tell me where and what the first self-propelled vehicle in the world was, and I'll tell you, it, it wasn't a car, a four-wheel car, and it wasn't in the United States. Was it on the water? No, it's land. Yeah, I would think, whatever it is, I would have thought a sailboat, but. I would have thought a balloon. No, it's on the land, you say. I don't think that'll help you much. So could it be one of those cars that on the, for instance, on a railroad track that they, that had a sail on it, that they could be? Mm. Could, um, so the hint was I mentioned that it was not a four-wheeled vehicle. All right. Like a bicycle or? Yeah. Nope. The, the first. Self-propelled vehicle was a steam-powered tricycle built in France. <laughs> Apparently, it kind of looked like a wagon. All right. But anyway, such such minutia. So, is the theme song permanently changed? Uh, for now, yes. Oh, I like the old one. You once had a caller even used it as a trivia question. The lyrics to that song. He didn't sing them. He stated them and asked you what song it was. And it <clears throat> took a while for you to figure out uh, what he was referring to. Oh. Write the number well, we'll put it on. It. It's on hiatus for now. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, I'll vote to bring it back. But uh, All right. <laughs> love, <clears throat> love the show as always and can live with the new time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Happy New Year. Hi. <laughs> and you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, we do hope you will join us over the course of the rest of the hour. 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And let's see. Kira, I think it is your turn. All right. <clears throat> um, What was Antarctica called until the 1820s uh, when this name was used to create the name of another country? Was the name previous that you're looking for a generally accepted name? 
Yes. In other words, okay. It wasn't just one guy calling it that. All right. Like, for instance, if you looked at a map or something, that's the name that would have been there. Quite likely, yes. Was it considered a territory of some European or Western country? I no, I don't think so, but I, I do not have the answer. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. So was, hmm, okay. So did it have something to do with an existing um, place? In other words, it was, it, was it taken from like, you know, New South America or something like that sort kind of thing? Um, I mean, was it like, was it seen as sort of like an adjunct to another, a continent or a country? Was it that kind of thing? I am sorry. It was what seen as that? Was Antarctica? Was the name, did it look like, you know, oh, did I they see. say no. like South, okay. South no. America? No. That sort of thing. Okay. No. no. All right. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. All right, leave it out. Uh, just repeat the question, if you would. Sure. What was Antarctica called until the 1920s when it was when this name was used to create the name of another country? Is it a Latin name? Can I ask you that? Yes. Oh, it is a Latin name. Okay. All right. Okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good afternoon calling from the Eastern time zone. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Um, remember last week, we, uh, well, I think you covered this. How many gifts were given in the 12 days of Christmas? What's the total amount of gifts? Yeah. Did you cover uh, that? 364, I think. Yeah. 364 is correct. But the only, so how many uh, gold rings were accumulated? Um... Kara, you did this. Yeah, well, on one, two, three, four, so eight times 40. Peter, Christmas is 40. over. No more right. Christmas eight times, eight times five. Oh, right, 40 so. was my... Yeah, You're right, 40, 40 is yeah. the right answer. Okay, um, moving along, here we are. What, today's a full moon, uh, last night too. What full moon is this in the Algonquin tradition? Oh, God, is it... The first no, full moon of the year. Is this the Buck Moon? No, no that's, that's no, it's not. Later. That's seven. That's seven. That's seven. Uh, shoot, is it flamingo? Because they, because <laughs> they howl this time of year. Oh, coyote. Well, wolf. Wolf, over wolf here. moon. Wolf. Okay. Moon. Well, wolf moon, and um, relevant to that, thinking, uh, moving ahead, what's the relevance of this full moon to the Chinese New Year? When does that begin? I don't know. Is it, no. does it, I mean, it's the, the Chinese New Year is a lunar calendar that begins roughly in January, February. So is it just the beginning of the Chinese New Year? Well, what, what astronomical event happens that is the beginning of the Oh, Chinese where are the, is it that it's the moon that's when we're closest to the sun? No. It is in January 22nd, by the way, this year. Go ahead and tell us, Peter. It is the first new moon, new moon, following this first full moon following the solstice. So put it on your calendar, January 22nd. All right. Well, 
Thank you very much. Good luck to everything. All right. Thank you. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. I have to get used to saying that. The two numbers to join us are area code 415-841-4134. We want to hear your questions if you have a question. And we also want to hear your answers if you have an answer. So 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And Laurie, it is your turn. All right. This question is about somebody very famous who died in 2022. And while this person and Andy Warhol were both alive, Warhol said this. This person contradicts my theory. Instead of 15 minutes of fame, they will have 15 centuries. Who was Warhol talking about? Person contradicts my theories. Instead of 15 minutes, they will have 15 centuries. Gary, you want to take a guess? Uh, no, I, I have no, sorry. Uh, it, I do know this, uh, it is Pele. It is Pele. Very good. Give yourself a bell. Sort of a sports question. Again, you did great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Give us another question. All right. This is, all right. There's only been, I'll put it like this. The movie, my foolish heart in 1949, starring Susan Hayward is based on the work of an author, very famous author, who's only authorized one of his works to be made into a movie. Which author and which of this author's works became My Foolish Heart in 1949? And no other works that this author has produced have been made into movies because they refuse to uh, give the rights. Is it Salinger? It is. That's great. And so which Salinger work was turned into My Foolish Heart. It's uh, Uncle Wiggly in Connecticut. Excellent. I'm very impressed. Very good, Dana. Yeah, 1949. Yes. And after He hated that, the movie. He hated it, hated it, hated it. And then yeah. I think a little bit because of that and because he made enough money from Catcher in the Rye, he never had to, uh, he didn't no. need money. Kept offered, Cherry Lewis once offered to buy Catcher in the Rye and that made a big splash and horrified Salinger. All right, good work. Jerry Lewis doing Catcher in the Rye. Well, he was going to direct it, not be in it, I think, at that point. And who knows? Who knows? That would have been very interesting. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Yes. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Top of the morning to you. It's Peter. Top of the morning. All right. Morning. I was trying to think if anybody uh, won an Academy Award for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I'll so. Ha- I'll have to double check, but I don't think so. <laughs> it's an outrage, but uh, probably. But my my wife, Linnea, says, however, that Catherine Hepburn won for Morning Glory. She did. That was her Very first good. Oscar. 1933. Give her a bell. Absolutely. Um, I guess on the... Uh, Best-selling sci-fi, perhaps uh, Fahrenheit 451? Yes, that is indeed one. Very good. Oh, good. Uh, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury, 451. Yes. And um, Antarctica used to be called uh, Terra Australis. That is correct. Oh. Um, Nice. Wait yes. a minute, I asked about I asked if they had anything to do with one of the existing it did lands not, or continents. It did not yeah. The Australia took the name. 
Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, they started calling right. that in uh, 18, I think it was 1824. Somebody uh, started calling the col the new colony there. So Australia. I had it backwards then. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. And nice job, by the way. Uh, where would you find the largest college dormitory in the world? As far as the number of students who are forced to live in it? Yes. So can we ask it, it's in, is it in the United States or no? It is. I'm sorry, you said something. Uh, 4,400 students. 4,400 4, people in this one dorm. Yep. So can, is this in direct relation to the amount of students at the, at a given university? It Would you say the entire body of students? Oh, everybody. So every yep. single student that lives in this one dorm. Oh, oh that's yep. interesting. Not, that's not that big then. Is it a state university? No. Is it a religious university? No. Ooh, good guess. Oh, yeah. So it's it's private and not religious, yes? Uh, no, it's not private. Oh, and it's not a state. Is it military? Uh, it is military. Nice job. Oh, very good. It's, which, which one has 4,400? I'll say West Point. No. Okay, go ahead, team. The Air Force Academy or the Naval Academy? <laughs> the Naval Academy. All right. Annapolis, yeah. all right. There we go. Bank Bancroft Hall. 4,400. Yeah, huh. it has uh, almost five miles of corridors. Wow. Yeah, big place. Yeah, a lot of sailors. <laughs> yep. All right, well, thanks, guys, and uh, look forward to uh, mornings with you. All right. Thank you so All much. Right. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter in our new time, 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. We do hope you will join us over the course of the hour, 415-841-4134 with a question or answer or toll-free 866-798-8255. You can also email us at mindsovermatter1, that's the numeral one, at gmail.com. Uh, let's quickly go through any questions that have not been answered yet. Kira, we'll start with you. Um, for each state, tell me the longest running cartoon that is set there. And in this case, longest running means most episodes. The states I have left are Maine, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Maine, right. Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have, I'm looking for movies for which a woman has been nominated or won the Academy Award for Best Actress. And the title includes a word like dawn, sunrise, breakfast, or morning. We have Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's, Greer Garson in Sunrise and Cabobello, Morning Glory with Catherine Hepburn and Janet Gaynor in Sunrise. I'm looking for two more. That's all I am. All right. And uh, I have the list of the three best-selling science fiction English language novels of all time. So far, we have Frankenstein and Fahrenheit 451. What is the third one on that list? Can I take a, can I take one more guess at that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is from the studio audience at my house. Uh, <laughs> what about Dune? That's an excellent guess and a quite a logical one, but no. Okay. Not Dune. Can I ask if it's before Dune or do you not want to say? You know, I think it is before Dune. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is a 20th century novel. Um, so, and we have, we have all heard of it. Um, uh, let me get, take another guess then. How about Stranger in a Strange Land? Yes, that is correct. Stranger yeah. in a Strange Land, Robert Heinlein. Uh, very good. Good job on that. Good work. 
All right. So you washed up that question. And <laughs> so my other is, uh, what are the last two winners of the Academy Award for Best Picture to have the same uh the same number i was i was uh contradict somebody somebody emailed me and said please do not say same amount same number of letters oh my goodness so <laughs> yeah what are the last two winners of the academy award for best picture do have the same number of letters in their titles for a split second it was parasite and la la land very <laughs> good and i happened? should say and i'm still recusing kira for now but i should these are tandem winners they won back to back yes yes wow. And Kira, what, what, why isn't Parasite and La La Land correct? Because oh, La La Land didn't win, did not didn't win, win that's uh, for much longer than Warren Beatty announcing that right. one. Marilyn, I should say, uh, is uh, sent us an email saying, guessing Marjorie Morningstar, as far as your question, Laurie. But I don't, I'm not sure anybody was nominated for Marjorie Morningstar. It didn't turn up on my list. So if you search and let us know, that would be interesting. Uh, okay. It, it would have been... Was it Natalie Wood? I forget. I don't think it, I don't think it was nominated. Okay. Great guess. And uh, I think it's my turn, so I'm going to give you a question here. Let's see. What would be a way to go here? All right. So here's a movie question for you. What I'm what I'm doing here is I'm picking out a random uh, word that doesn't appear in any other nominee for Best Picture over the years. And I want you to give me the movie title. So here we are. These are six words that appear in movie titles that have been nominated for Best Picture. And just give me the whole title of the movie. All right? So you're going to give us a word. This word's in a nomination. Yeah, it's not going to be the or a or anything yeah. like that. And it's, it's, going to be and a, it's unique to that nominee. It's right? unique to this, yes. Okay. All right. So number one, Shanghai. Number two, Private. Number three, gay. Number four, blood. And number five, song. song. So again, song, yes. So I'm giving you a word that appeared in the title of a film nominated for Best Picture over the years. And as far as I know, there may be more than one instance, but I'm pretty sure there's only one instance of this, of these words appearing. So give me the whole title of the film. So from the one word I give you, number one, Shanghai, number two, private, number three, gay, number four, blood, number five, song. Well, blood is, there will be blood, right? That because is, I, yes, that is the instance of where there's more than one. But okay, so Blood Diamond was also, I think, nominated. No, I, I don't think that was. It wasn't nominated? Was. No, okay. No. So is that the correct answer? That is one of the correct answers for Blood. There only is one correct answer for Blood, right? No, there's more than, there's, on that, there's two. Okay. But the rest of them, there's a unique title, correct? I think so. Yes. All right, how about Saving Private Ryan? Uh, very good. Yes. And you want me to guess more or do you want to leave it? No, out? that's not, that's fine for now. Okay. So, so, so go ahead. We still have Shanghai gay and there's one more for blood and song. So they, all these words appear in nominees for best picture over the years. See if you can fill in the rest of the title and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of the Matter. 
Hi there. It's Danny and Sandra in Albania. Good morning. Yes, we're in our bedrooms. <laughs> Very chipper. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're nothing but chipper. I got lots of coffee in me already. Uh, oh, well, I, I got good and snookered with, uh, with the, all the, the science fiction. I was going to go for 1984, but... Uh, I got Stranger into Strange Land. Yeah. I did. Uh, but the Oscar winner, uh, the, the same number of letters, you've got that. I think it is uh, Moonlight and Spotlight. You're absolutely right. Hey. Moonlight and Spotlight. Yeah. Before Very. that, was it like Chicago and Titanic, maybe? Well, Moonlight and Spotlight were the last two. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, all right. Uh, so as, as far as the, uh, the, the the single name or single word in, in the thing, I, I want to say uh, gay divorcee, but I think it's gay parade. Wasn't that uh, up for an award for a song? Uh, well, this, these were nominated for Best Picture, and you're oh, right oh, about oh, gay divorcee, oh. not gay parade. Uh, right. Well, then, then uh, uh, Sandra has, has a blood. I, I want to say Captain Blood, one of my favorite movies. Captain Blood is the other one. Very Excellent. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about Shanghai? Uh, you got Shanghai. Lady from? Yes, Lady from Shanghai. No, that was not nominated for Best Picture. Good grief. Shanghai Express. Shanghai Express. Yes. Oh <laughs> God. Very good. Oh well. All right. Well, all right. All right. So, so uh, uh, that's it for, for the guesses. Okay, Kira opened the door with the with the cartoon question. So I've and got... I had the low hanging fruit of King of the Hill, like everybody else. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it's an excellent show. It is an excellent here. show. So I'm thrilled that so many people had the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all we all are, are wired in the same peculiar fashion. Our 14 year old goes around saying "Dang it, Bobby!" all the time. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, okay. So here's a comic question for you. Uh, in his in his Pogo comics, I'm a I'm a Walt Kelly nerd. So uh, in his Pogo comic strip, uh, Walt Kelly drew the following animals to represent famous political figures. Who did they represent? And um, my list is in chronological order of their appearance in the strip. And the first appeared in 1950, and the last appeared in 1972. And there are seven, I think. Oh, that's true. Uh, well, okay. Well, the important ones are uh, in this order. Wildcat, a badger, a pig, a goat, a centaur, and a spider. Let's just stop there. Wildcat, badger, pig, Goat, centaur, and spider. You said nineteen seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-two was the spider. Nineteen fifty was the wildcat. And were, were were some of them meant to be insulting? Like was oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, spider has to be someone from Watergate, but I mean. Well, right, go, go go for the throat there, Kira. All right. Well, I mean, is it just Nixon? Probably yeah. not Nixon. No, nope, it's Nixon. Is it Nixon? It Yep. Okay. Good job. Yay. Now, was every so one of them must be McCarthy. Yes, the wildcat was McCarthy. And there's, there's, there's a, a secondary question about about that is that uh, uh, what did uh, Walt Kelly do? Uh, he was threatened with losing his syndication uh, because a whole lot of people were, were upset with McCarthy uh, quite clearly appearing in the strip. And so what did he do? to uh, avoid be losing the syndication while retaining the character in the strip. I don't know. Hmm. So how did he clean it up? Or yep, it how did he clean it up? Don't he, know. Was it an imagery thing? Did yeah. Change the Im yeah, it was, it was art. It was, the, it was artwork. It was art. Hmm. I don't know. He made the wildcat handsome. 
no, I got to give you this. Uh, you, you either know it or you don't. No, he uh, he uh, threw a, a burlap bag over his own head uh, to avoid uh, capture one, in one episode, and retains the bag over his head for the rest of his uh, his time in the strip. Excellent. But the oh. badger, the badger uh, was uh, along with the wildcat. The badger went around kicking people in the shins. So this was another. How about Roy Cohn? You got it. Go oh, good job, good job. And, and then a little bit later, a couple, couple, three, four years later, the pig and the goat showed up. Uh, are they related? Oh, I'm sorry. Three or four years later, the, uh, the pig showed up, and then the goat came in 1960. And these were both elected officials, yes. Uh, by somebody, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I, I picture Everett Dirksen being in the strip. Does Everett Dirksen turn up more here? globally? More globally, okay. So no, don't know. All right, well, the pig was Khrushchev. No, Lori just said that. I don't know if you heard it, but he oh, said that pig was Khrushchev. Yeah, it is Khrushchev. The goat was Fidel Castro, yeah. and the centaur was LBJ. As a and there were a couple other uh, funny ones that appeared like once. There was a uh, J. Edgar Hoover was a bulldog, and uh, uh, John Mitchell, Attorney General John Mitchell, was an eagle in sneakers. But that's uh, that's as may be. <laughs> anyway, but thank you guys, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here in the morning for you. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. our new time, and we do hope you will uh, make it a permanent part of your schedule. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 with a question or answer or toll-free 866-798-8255. You could also email us at mindsovermatter1, that's the numeral one, at gmail.com. So uh, let me just uh, check this for a second. And Marilyn says, South Pacific or Song of the South? But uh, no, those don't work for neither. That was not nominated for Best Picture Song of the South. So, uh, okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Lisa in Kensington, and welcome Hi. to your new time. I'm excited. Um, so I had a guess about the movies. Uh, how about Song of Bernadette? Song of Bernadette is the one. Very good. Yes. Great. Okay. Wonderful. And then I've got a I've got a January movie question for you. I'd like you. This is probably for Dana, but we'll see. Um, can you name a movie made in 1936 with January in the title that was a remake of a movie by the same title in 1924? So if you want to give me the title, the full title, and who starred in the 36 version and who starred in the 24 version. Well, the 36 version, at least the one that comes to mind, is Captain January with Shirley Temple and Guy Kibbe. Is that the one you're thinking of? Absolutely, yes. Yes, for sure. And oh, can yeah. you tell me who, who starred in the 1924 Captain January? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, <laughs> is it a know. child star? Of, it is, yes. Yep. I, gosh. In 24. Uh, too, too late for... Mary Miles Minter, or it's not, it's not Mary Pickford, it's too late for that. Um, I have it, no idea say, how, how well known she is anymore. I can give it to you if you want, but it's not, is it, is it baby somebody? Yes, it is. 
Is it? Well, it's not Baby Sandy. Baby Sandy's later. Baby Snooks. No, no, not Baby Snooks. <laughs> too, too early. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I don't recall. Oh, you're so close. Baby Peggy. Baby, baby Peggy. Peggy. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, Baby Peggy just uh, died recently, didn't she? Like, uh-huh. you know, okay. In the last year or two. Oh, she my goodness. Quite, good for her. Um, interesting. Okay. Yes. Baby Peggy. Very good. Okay. That's all. Oh, did you get all three sci-fi books? Or is there one remaining? We did. We did. Okay. Uh, the three best-selling science fiction books of all time, Frankenstein, which Kira got, Stranger in a Strange Land, and Fahrenheit 451. Very good. Okay. Thanks, and welcome to Saturdays. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. And let's see. Okay. Um, I will throw – I'm not usually the one that throws in a short question now, but I will do that today. So – what was the first X-rated film ever shown at the White House? Ooh. Was it not just Midnight Cowboy? It was Midnight Cowboy. Okay, good job. Yes. Excellent work. All right. And, okay, uh, Kira, I'll let you, since you got the answer to that, do you have a short question? Uh, probably. <laughs> let me look. Uh, Don't say probably. Yeah. We're oh, still in rehearsal, right? Yeah. Speaking yeah. speaking of uh, X ratings, uh, what influ what influential singer uh, earned the Literary Review's Bad Sex and Fiction Award for his 2015 novel *List of the Lost*? So say the whole thing again. Sure. What influential singer earned Literary Review's Bad Sex and Fiction Award for his 2015 novel *List of the Lost*? List of the Lost. Yeah. And I'll even, since it's late, I'll throw in the word Mancunian. What influential Mancunian singer earned Literary Review's Bad Sex and Fiction for his 2015 novel, List of the Lost? Oh. And it's well, not a music question because it's about literature. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sliding that, sliding that under the door. Um, 2015, all right. Mancunian. Is this a, uh, is this Morrissey? It is Morrissey. Oh, all right. All right. It is sort of a pop music question, Dana. No, no, it's literature. I know. Right? It's literature. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. All right, Laurie, your turn then. All right. Well, this is another literature question, kind of related to music. Joni Mitchell. Oh, and this is from Sue Schweik, regular listener and my uh, part of the audience here. Joni Mitchell, she read, and, and wrote that her inspiration for the song Both Sides Now was a well-known American novel in which there's a scene in which the protagonist of the novel is flying across the ocean and looks down at clouds and talks about those. And that became her inspiration for Both Sides Now and the first part of it being about clouds. What well-known American uh, novel and author was this? I lost the thread of this question about so the, the, three words in. The, the inspiration for the song Both Sides Now was an American novel. Joni Mitchell talked about this. Yes. And what, what American novel was it? And the key is, if you read the book, there's a scene in which the, the main character is flying across the ocean and looks down at clouds and reflects on being above the clouds and then being below them and seeing them from both sides. And that is her stated inspiration for that wonderful song. How much older is the novel than the song? The novel was written in the 50s. And the song was written in the 70s. So not that much older. Hmm. And it's, well, you would call it a famous novel. 
I would. And I would say it's literary too. So more of a literary one rather than a best-selling one, although it, it was probably both. It's known and the author is well known. All right. I was I was going to guess Catch-22, but I'm pretty sure 1950s is far too early for that. No, no, it's, uh, you know. It's, it's, it's close, but it's not, that's a good guess. That's a literary novel and, and a good one. But mostly I was just because they flew. Yeah. Planes. Yeah, there's a, that's true. Anyway, but not Catch-22. Good guess. All right. We'll okay. leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, this is Kangs in Oakland. Um, I, uh, I've been waiting for you to, to move till 10 a.m. on a Saturday. It's perfect time. No, just kidding. You're the one. <laughs> um, You're the one, huh? Um, okay. Yeah. So um, I called with this question a while ago, and it was just you, Dana, and you said to call back when uh, Kira and Laurie are here. It's cause kind of music-related. Music so there's two presidents, and if you change the sound at the beginning of both their first and last name, um, you get two different musicians. Um, do you... Uh, both oh, Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan. Thank you, Kira. Yay! <laughs> That's nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I thought I would have to give way more clues. You're much better at that than Dana. <laughs> no offense, Dana. <laughs> okay, no, what's no, the second no, she one? She is. You're right. And yeah, is there a second, and, is, and as I, I, that's the one I came up with first, and I asked a friend, and he came up with this other one that, uh, and I was like, oh, that's one as well. Um, I don't think you need more clues right. for the second one. I do. I don't know about Kira and Dana. Well, so, how much okay. are we changing? Because um, I mean, like, yeah. uh, you drop, can turn into change Robert the first Palmer. letter. Okay. What's that? I'm sorry. Uh, it's oh, like what, we're changing a, full syllables, and like Herbert Hoover can become. No, no, no. It rhymes, rhymes completely. Rhymes. Okay. Um, you change the sound right at the beginning of the words of both okay. words. Okay. In the first name, you drop a letter, but it's it's a double letter. A double, like double L. You, something similar, yes, yeah, so like that, but not that. Hmm. Can you Why tell us? Is, is this a? 20th century president, say? 20th century president, 1980s was probably the height of this person's popularity, the musician, um, but still still making music. Want me to give you a... Yeah, uh, Most popular just for his name, Solo, unlike Donald Fagan, no. but he had a band. Um, played synthesizer, I think, is his main instrument. And mostly popular, most popular in the 80s. The I'm, sorry, I'm actually yeah. trying to go through presidents because, Dana, do, do you have a list of 20th century presidents? Like the well, early yeah, ones? but it's not helping because I don't I don't know where to go. What with is it? What is it? What, where are the, the first few? Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge. Harry um, Truman should rhyme with a lot. Oh. True, yeah. Truman's not Dwight Eisenhower is not going to be it. No. Getting, no. getting warmer. Ooh, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, Carter. Oh, Eisenhower Kennedy. Uh, go back. Go back. I know it's near the end of the show, so I want to I wanna support. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm confused by the double letter thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm lost. Oh, you should, um, I, want me to, you give, you, want me to give you the double letter? Yeah. I can yeah. give you the double letter. It's an R. So Harry Truman? Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, right. I see. I was thinking it was at the beginning of the name. Got it. Okay. So uh, like Gary Newman. Yeah, Cars. Yeah. Good job, okay. Kira. Right. What's the answer? Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Who know. is still right. uh, a very excellent musician. He just put out an album last year, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And he was totally. in, in the Cars? Uh, no, he did a song he, called His Cars. hit was... Oh. Okay. His, his biggest song was Cars, yeah. Okay. Cars. I love the show. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad you called love back. Love the show, guys. Thank, thank you. you so much. And Kira, right. just bye -bye. Sa Kira just sang. I want that on the record. She, she's waking I, up. I'm not sure that that uh, qualifies for singing. Also, that question was awesome, so thank you for coming <laughs> with that. And you got them both. That's why it was awesome. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here in our new time, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We're happy to welcome all new callers, so feel free to give us a call or an email. Uh, the call is 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Our email, as always, is mindsovermatter1, that's the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, good morning. Um, I'm having a problem with the exhaust system on my Volvo, and I wondered if you could help me. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is car talk, right? This is car talk? <laughs> yeah, is. all you have to do is go back five years and you'll, you'll oh, get your answer. Oh, that's what it is. Click and clack Unfortunately, my um, answers have all been answered. Fahrenheit 451, I was going to say. But also, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Was that ever a really, really big selling book? I think it was. It just wasn't one of the top three. That's all. It wasn't one of the top three. Okay. Well, um, it was fun listening to you while I ate breakfast as opposed to eating a later meal. So I look forward to next week as well. Oh, thank you, Hayes. Appreciate it. See you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Yeah, hi. This is Greg in Alameda. Hello, hey, Greg. Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys probably know I generally don't get up this early for less than $10,000 a day, but I made an exception for your show. Thank you. Um, uh, so is the movie with blood in it, Blood Simple? No, that was not nominated for Best Picture. That wasn't nominated. Okay. And then, you know the movies, the Academy Award winning movies that have the same number of letters? Yes. So I thought... Um, actually, Dana, I think this is the last movie we saw in theaters, in a theater, which is Nomad, Nomad Land. Isn't that after those other ones? No, no, it's, it, it, remember I said that they have the same number of letters, they're tandem winners, they have the same number of letters, and so, no, there's not one that came right before or right oh, after Nomadland that has that same amount of letters. Okay, because Land has the same number of letters, but it was later. Yes. Same number of letters as what? Moonlight. As spotlight. Right, Spotlight oh, okay. and Moonlight. Same okay. amount of letters. Got it. Thanks for getting up early for this, Greg, but uh, <laughs> you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go back to bed now. All right, bye. Brag. Bye. Go back to sleep. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Is it I? It is you. Ah, Sacramento Slam here. Hi. Um, Good morning. As usual, I have no answers, but I have two quick questions. Um, 
What is the shortest word in the English language that has all five vowels? Hmm. So not, A, E, I, O, and U. Not Y, right? Not Y. So, so is it shorter sequoia? than facetious? Oh, sequoia is good. Sequoia is good, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's not it. Is it shorter, shorter than? Hold on. It's, it's uh, six letters. That's oh. a hint. So Sequoia is what seven? Um, is it a is it a relatively common word? Would you say? I, I'd never heard it in my life. I saw it on Word Day. <laughs> that's not that's not a big help. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, that's not, what about es? Ooh, no. Okay. Give us a hint. What what part of speech is it? Uh, it's a. Uh, I guess it's an adjective. Oh, no, no, it would be a noun. Oh, okay. Oh, a noun? Do you think we've heard of the word? No. Yeah. <laughs> does it end in I, if it's a noun, does that mean it ends in I-A? Yes, it does. Okay. Well, what is it? Could you, if you gave us the definition of the word, would that give it away? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, it's a feeling of joy. Oh, oh, so EU something euphoria, euphoria but short yes, euphoria. Yes, yes, yes. That, uh, that's very, you, very know close. Ya? Time is short, so I'm going to give it to you. It's Eunoia. E U N O I A. Eunoia. And another quick one. Uh, what is the longest one syllable word in the English language? This also came from Word of the Day. Oh. Is it strengths? I'm, I'm sorry? Strengths? Plural, no, S-T-R-E-N-G-H-T-S. No, it's it? rhythm. Is it rhythms? Rhythm? Strengths is longer uh, no. than that. Yeah, and okay. also rhythm is two. So it's it's longer than strengths, huh? S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H-S. Well, you know, I think word of the day might have been incorrect on this. Also, time is short. The word on the word of the day had scrunch, S-C-R-A-U-N-C-H. Scrunch, which means to crunch or crush. No, Kira's right, though. Strengths is longer. Right? Yeah. Or a letter. I, yeah. Uh, my pronunciation of it is off, it's, which... It's, it's now they have the same number of letters. Strength and... We have to, we have to run, Slim, because we're almost out of time. Uh, okay. Then, uh, by thank the way, you. No, uh, I appreciate ten, the call very much. Thank 10 o'clock is a great time for me. Uh, that's all that, that's all <laughs> that counts. And Happy New Year. That's all that counts, yeah. All right. Bye, uh, time to clean up here very quickly. Kira? Oh, All right. Go. The uh, the longest running cartoon set in Georgia is Squidbillies. In Michigan, it's The Loud House. In Pennsylvania, it is Arthur. And in Maine, it is Casper, the friendly ghost. That's and, all I've got. All right. And uh, Lori. Uh, titles in which the woman was nominated for Academy Award that has a morning-ish word in it. Jane in the morning after. And Olivia de Havilland in Hold Back the Dawn. And that's all oh. I you know, I was looking at my questions. I don't think I have anything left. So I guess that's good. Anyway, thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Dava Valley College, Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. My name is Dana Rodriguez. I've been your moderator. And thanks, everybody out there, for joining us in our new time. We hope you will make it a regular part of your schedule. And we look forward to hearing from you again next Saturday at 10 a.m. This is Minds Over Matter. Please join us then. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.